I have no fears. I know that seems like a bold statement to make. Everyone's got fears, Jalen. I don't. Natural fears, that is. Let me say it that way. I I don't. I grew up and I had uh I had fears as a kid of natural things. Um I was afraid of small spaces. Uh, I was afraid of the dark. I um was afraid of heights and I was afraid of this is the main one is I honestly and I haven't told a lot of people this. I'm apparently telling a lot of people now. I was afraid of death, okay? I was extremely afraid of dying. The whole concept of dying just freaked me out as a kid, as a young person. Like, I was just like, I don't want to die. I don't want to die. I don't want to die. Wow, don't you want to go to heaven? Yes, I was a child. Okay, I, I obviously, if I die now, I'm going to be happy because I'm, like, not happy that, oh, yeah, I'm dead. You know what I'm saying? Like, but happy because I'm like, I know I'm going home to see the Lord. But it's like, but no, as a kid, like, the concept of death freaked me out. Um, and, yeah, the, in fact, I think that one fear ended up fueling the other three because I didn't want to climb too high because, if I fell, I would die, and I didn't want to be stuck too long by myself because if I did, I would starve and I would die. And then uh, <laughs> I had, um, if I was in a dark space and something that I didn't see could attack me, and I would, of course, die. Um, and I just, the concept of death freaked me out. Um, and so that ended up, like, supercharging the other fears. Um, but I got over them. And that was the end of it, at least so I thought, because while I didn't have fears of natural, organic things like small spaces or animals or bugs, I had fear of other things, emotional things, mental things, fear of, fear of concepts, fear of rejection, fear of being unwanted or not being needed. And these fears would control my life so much and I would have no idea the entire time until thankfully the Lord began to show it to me and reveal it to me and while these are still struggles that I have and in reality they are still some fears that I have to deal with I am learning how to be fearless in these moments or should I say I'm learning how to fear less in these moments that's what we're going to talk about today on Life with Jalen Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Life with Jalen, where we have real talk with real people about real life, and let's get started on this week's episode, titled Fearless, or should I say Fear Less. Fear is a concept is, is that, that, that controls us so much that we don't even realize it, and the funny thing is fear is all in our head. Fear does not actually exist in and of itself other than the fact that there is a spirit of fear. But the reality of it is, if you have the Holy Ghost, you have power and dominion over that. So it's just, it's something that we allow to operate in our lives that we don't have to, we just choose to allow it. And it's kind of a wild concept. And thinking back to when I was a kid, like I said, I don't have any natural fears now. I don't. I um, I was helping uh, our pastor's wife this past week and um, now granted, now I don't know if you're watching this just right. If you are shout out to you, if not, it's fine, but she did it to manipulate me because she wanted me to move this heavy object and she does. She's our real colors, uh, 
what's not teacher? There's another word for it. Whatever. She's certified and all that, so she does that for our church. And so she like she knows my colors, so she tries to like you know get me to do stuff based on my colors. It's a really smart uh, concept. But anyway, she um, wanted me to move this heavy object, and uh, I was like, I'm not touching that because I could tell that there was mice that were around that object or at some point were because there was ripped up pieces of paper and all this other stuff. And I was like, I'm not touching that. And she was like, uh, are you afraid of mice? I was like, no, I don't have any fears. I just, that's disgusting and dirty and I don't want to touch it. She's like, you're afraid of mice. I was like, I'm not afraid of mice. And she kept saying that I was to the point I was like, look, and I grabbed the big thing, moved it and walked it away. And I was like, see, I'm not afraid of mice. It was just the germs. It's disgusting. And so then I went to wash my hands and she was like, aha, I got you to do it. And I was like, and I was kind of upset because I'm like, here I am, grown man, and I'm still getting that. You know, like, as a kid, they want you to do the chores. You're like, I bet you can't do it in 10 seconds, 15 seconds. Bet you can't take the trash out before I count to 10. And next thing you know, they're taking the trash out. Yeah, that was me. And apparently that's still me because as soon as she threatened my manhood, I was like, look, let me show you. I can I can do this. I'm not scared of mice. But all I have to say, I'm not scared of animals. I'm not scared of bugs. I'm not scared of uh, heights or small spaces or the dark anymore or even death. Um Fun fact, the way I got over those fears was embracing them. Some intentionally, some unintentionally. Let me explain, because some of you are probably now like, you embraced death. What'd you do? Like, jump off of something? Like, let me explain. So, uh, first of all, I was scared of the dark. Um, and my grandparents' home, which is where I spent a lot of my childhood time, was one of those classic, perfect, scary basement-type houses from, like, every movie ever created about a scary basement where there's like a furnace in the corner that's making faces. Like anyone see Home Alone? Like that kind of basement. And at least how I remembered it. And I always had to go down there because that's where they kept all their games. So in this, in this closet, dude, they didn't keep the games like with this nice halo light over it in the corner where it was like, okay, everything's holy over there. You can grab it. They kept their games. Me and mom pop up. I don't know why you did this to me as a child, but I appreciate it now because it helped. They kept the games in this creepy, dark, unfinished room on shelves where I literally thought every creature ever thought of in any creepy movie ever was waiting for me to take my life. And they had these long, dark staircases that went down into the basement. And I, I constantly had to go down there to either get a movie that I wanted to see or to get a, a VHS um, or to get a game that I wanted to play with them. And um, I would always, I would like, you just turn on the light, right? And just turn on the light, then you'll be fine. But I was like, you know what? No, I'm tired of being afraid every time I go down here. I'm going to not turn off the light. I'm not going to turn on the lights. I'm going to keep the lights off. And I'm going to run down there as quick as possible. And I'm going to grab the stuff I got to do and I'm come back up. And I'm never going to turn the lights on. And I literally forced myself to get to go into those dark places. And the more I did it, the more I realized this isn't as bad as I thought. Just because it's unknown doesn't mean there's something scary behind there waiting for me. And another huge factor with that was my mom had a very fun game that she tried to play um, as a kid, which actually helped a lot. And I'm going to tell you this game, you know, some of you are going to be like, oh, I'm calling Child Protective Services on your mother. That's traumatic. It wasn't because it actually helped, and it was just funny. She found a way to make the dark, scary places fun because if I thought they were fun, I wouldn't be afraid of them, but I would be, be joyful of them, and I would laugh at them. So what she did was when it was bedtime, She'd be like, Jalen, it's bedtime, like shout that out and then cut all the lights in the house. Plus she was at a government job. So maybe she was just trying to protect me for like, you know, she was making me like a super stealth spy kid or something. I don't know. But she would, she would cut all the lights and be like, Jalen, it's bedtime, go to bed. And I would freak out because she would be hiding somewhere in the house and she would scare the living life out of me. And I had to get to my room. So I would walk through the house trying to get to my room. 
And she would literally be waiting, hiding somewhere in the dark and just be like, ah, and literally scare me every time. And I remember the first couple times I was like, ah, and there was like that fear that rise up. And then I was like, okay. But then literally she would do it. And I'm like, here we go, here we go. And I would like cry laughing because it was so fun. And I slowly realized as I would then begin to go back to my grandparents' house to go into that basement, I'd be walking down the stairs and I would be walking into the room. And then I would just be sitting there staring at something, reading it in the pitch black and not care. Why? Because that fear no longer bothered me. Same thing happened in different circumstances with small spaces and with heights. I loved adventures. I loved climbing things. And because of that joy, I learned, well, if I'm going to do this, I can't be afraid of the heights or I'm never going to get to get higher and higher. So I just slowly embraced it by climbing higher and higher in these trees that we had around our houses and looking down and be like, I'm okay. I'm okay. Um, and and yeah, so I, I just I embraced that fear more and more and faced it to the point where it was no longer a problem. And the claustrophobia one, that one wasn't really my choice. Uh, I got stuck under a van seat. Long story. I just was trying to do something stupid like most kids end up doing where they're just not doing. They just they, they don't think they just like, oh, I want to do this. So I just I want to see if I can fit in this van seat. And I my arm got stuck behind me and I couldn't go forward anymore. And I couldn't go back and I started freaking out. Um, and it was probably a good 10 to 20 minutes before someone just randomly finally went out to the car to see, because I think I was looking for, I don't remember what happened. We were at someone's house, and no one had a reason to look for me in the car, because I wasn't supposed to be in there. But then it was literally 10, 20 minutes later, where someone finally goes out, and they see me stuck. I'm like, oh my gosh, we're going to get you out. And they had to like unclamp the hooks and lift the chair up. I was freaking out. But after I was sitting there for so long, I realized, everything's okay. I'm okay. They've got to come to the car eventually. They're not, they're not going to leave without taking the car. They'll see that I'm here. I had food. I, it was weird. I literally began to, be, began to become very rational. I was like, I just ate. I'm not going to starve. Just breathe. Just sit still for a moment. It's okay. It's all right. You will live. And I did. And then I realized the same concept. You know, I will, I'm not going to be stuck here. I'm, this is just for a moment. It's just for a season. I'll be okay. And, and, and it'll be fine. And, and, and I got over that. But the fear of death was one that was probably the most impacting being that I literally felt like I had a life, I did, I had a life or death experience, which brought me so much peace after the fact, and well, let me explain, what happened was, we were on vacation, in the Outer Banks, me and my family, and I uh, got caught in a rip current, and I was pulled out, and I was trying to, and I, it freaked me out, because it's like, I, I hate not being able to control something, like myself, and I literally could not, I was swimming as much as I could, and I could not get out of it. And I was just getting farther and farther, and it freaked me out. And my whole family rushes the shoreline, and they're looking like my poor grandmother. She, she, we laugh at it now. We were laughing then, but she's running, and she falls in this ditch. She literally just face plants in the sand, and then she just gets back up and runs back. But loving me, Mom. But anyway, uh, yeah, everyone's freaking out for obvious reasons because we were stuck. And I'm getting pulled out and they're getting smaller and smaller and I'm freaking out. And then I'm just like, I have the bright idea. If I could just touch the bottom of this, I'll be okay. So let me just swim to the bottom and I'll realize it's not as deep as you think and you'll be fine. And so I, I, I go underwater and I'm pushing myself down trying to find the bottom so I could have peace of mind. And that just made everything worse because then it started getting darker. It started getting colder and I was not finding the bottom. And that freaked me out. And so I began to push up to the top and it's taken me forever to get back to the top because I was, that's how far I got. I was not able to reach the bottom. I was freaking out and I began to finally get back up to the top and 
now at this point I'm exhausted and I'm going up and down and up and down and I'm freaking out and um, family members are trying to swim out to me and they're waiting for the, we were at a beach where they didn't have lifeguard posted like right there, but they were like going up and down. So we've got, we're waiting for the lifeguard to get up to drive by our area to come grab me and pull me in and I'm freaking out. And what happens is I'm still that concept. If I can just find the bottom. So I'm going above water, underwater, above water, underwater. And all my family sees me is going above and under. So they're freaking out thinking I'm drowning when I'm just, I'm trying to find the bottom. I'm trying to get some sort of resolve and I am panicking and I'm literally like while I'm under the water I'm like God I am going to die here this is where it ends life with Jalen ends here this is the death with Jalen this is it this is game over this is my legacy no kids no wife nothing it was the, this is it and it was clear as day Lord he just he's, there was this peace that came about me and it was just like he was saying I've got plans for you. I'm not through with you yet. You're not dying here. And that gave me so much peace. And I was able to just go back to the top and tread water until people finally came out to me. And I was able to get pulled back in. And I I was at peace because the Lord was just letting me make it, making it clear. I have plans for you. You don't need to fear death. You don't need to fear this moment because I have more planned for you and more expectations for you. And you're not finished yet, so you're going to be okay. So I didn't leave that moment and decide I'm going to attempt death every time now because God, no. But I left that with peace of mind knowing if that God is in control. And if he's not done with me, then I'm not dying today. And also, if he is done with me, then I am. But that's okay because I've finished my course and I've kept my faith and it's time to go home. And so I got over those fears. But I think those sometimes can become very... In reality, the more we embrace them, very easy to get over. But I think the the hard fears are those concepts, those ideas, those those battles of the mind that we have to face. Not the 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 actual object, not the actual creature, not the actual physical thing, but the the battle of the mind about love, about affection, about desire, about being needed. These were things that I had fears of. I had a huge fear of rejection, that I was going to face it more and more in life before I had the understanding that rejection was good for me. Um, I had fears of being unwanted or not being needed, that someone else better along would come and fulfill the needs that people needed from me and I would not be needed and I would be not valued by people anymore. And I had these these fears that would would control me and that would 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 determine what I would do and what I would not do. I became very determined to be successful, very determined to be the best at anything and everything that I could be. I made it my philosophy to remove every other person's excuse. I was like, I'm going to do everything that I can and I'm going to give extra hard and I'm going to do extra this and that because I need people to know that I can do it and I don't want them to think that I'm not useful and that I'm not needed. And I felt that I had to, I had this obligation, this duty to make myself as irreplaceable as I possibly could. And I realized that that was not necessary and it certainly was not of God. Because it developed this Messiah complex in me that I had to do everything for everyone and save everyone all the time. And I've already talked about that and I'm not here to rehash that. But I'm here to talk about what that fear ended up driving me to. It ended up literally steering my life. It's the same thing with things like hate or or uh, offenses. 
ever think about you have that problem with that person or that offense and you're like i'm not i'm not going to this that part whether you there, someone invites you to say it this way someone invites you to a party and they're like hey yeah it's gonna be a great time you got to come I'm like oh yeah that sounds interesting i think i'll come wait is so-and-so gonna be there and they're like yeah yeah they're coming to it and then you're like oh i've got something that came up i can't go and now you're missing out on the fun event because so-and-so is going to be there while so-and-so is getting to have fun at the event that you could be having fun at but because of your problems that's a whole nother subject we ended up missing out on something but it's the same thing with fear we let this fear and that was why i was so adamant as a young person about getting over fear is i did not like the concept of things controlling me i didn't want to always wonder what does it look like from the top of that skyscraper because of my fear of heights i didn't always want to wonder what did that what was in that room that was dark but I didn't go check it out because I was too afraid to embrace that dark. And I didn't want to miss out on seeing something or being a part of something because I allowed my fear to control me. And it's the same concept with these fears and these battles of the mind that we face where it's a, you have a fear of rejection. Well, because of that fear of rejection, you end up blocking yourself out. You end up saying, I'm not allowing people to get into my life. I'm not allowing people to get close to me because of this fear of rejection that I have because if I don't open myself up then they can't ever hurt me and so you end up missing out on all these potential opportunities or these uh, these future friendships and relationships and people because of this fear of rejection or I missed out on f moments to almost like Martha and Mary which I've referenced before I missed out on the opportunity to, to be hang to hang out with friends or to experience this service or to to be a part of this thing because well I got I to gotta do this task. Well, that task can wait. Yeah, it could, but if I don't do it now, someone else will do it, and I've got to do it because if I don't do it, they're going to think that I don't care anymore, and if they don't think I care anymore, then I'm not going to be valued anymore, and, and I'm not going to be needed because this is a legitimate thing as a young person that I struggled with where I had this fear that if I was not doing everything that I could do to to please people and to make myself available and to literally drain myself emotionally, physically, spiritually, to do everything that I was not even required or expected to do that they wouldn't want me anymore. So I did this and I neglected and, 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 and avoided all these other opportunities and experiences that I could have been having and memories, excuse me, to, I avoided all those things in order to keep my value assured to make sure people would always need me and want me and desire me and whatever the case may be. And while it developed a good work ethic nowadays where it's like, if I've got a task, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it to the best of my ability. And it's only for those things that are legitimately my responsibility that I do that for. It also developed these areas and these struggles that I had of needing this affirmation from people and needing this value. So I would do literally everything that I could do to make sure that value was always in place and always stated. And it was all driven by fear. And it wasn't until the Lord began to reveal this stuff to me and help me deal with the areas in my life that I struggled with that I learned. I don't have to live this way. I don't have to do this thing because of this fear of abandonment or this fear of no longer being needed. I can do this thing because it's the right thing to do or, or because it's the kind of person that I want to be. But I don't want to do this thing simply because of some obligation to serve and to make sure that people think that I'm important. But I'm, do, I'm, I'm doing it because it's the right thing to do or I'm doing it because it's what God's called me to do. 
And he helped me to let go of these areas, these fears that controlled my life. Like I said, a huge one was rejection. I didn't want to embrace rejection. I didn't want to face rejection. I didn't want to open myself up to rejection. I wasn't going to because it hurt and it was uncomfortable. But as the Lord began to help me to embrace rejection, I then realized the benefits of it and what it did and how it navigated me and corrected me and built me up into who I am now that I learned that that was just something that was going to happen in life and I didn't need to be afraid of it and I didn't need to run from it. But when it happened, to just embrace it, accept it, and move on and allow whatever was meant to happen out of that to happen. It was a, it was a much nicer way of living because I was no longer allowing this fear to control me. And so in wrapping up today, I ask you to think of to yourself, what fears do you have? Not of Not of animals, not of bugs, not of heights or small spaces, but of, 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 of concepts, of ideas, of emotions, of mindsets. What battles of the mind do you face? Is it a fear of failure? That, that you're going to mess up, that you're, if, they, if you take this step, if you, if you take this opportunity, if you do this thing, that you're going to fail and that you're going to be a disappointment? Is it a fear of rejection, which we've already talked about? Is it a fear of abandonment? Is it a fear of, of being left alone? Is it a fear of no longer being needed? What, whatever it is you're afraid of. Is it a fear of not being liked? That was something I can't stand and I still struggle with today. I was praying about it this morning. Anytime I feel like someone doesn't like me or someone doesn't need me or not need me, someone doesn't love me or that they dislike me or that they think I'm weird or that they just don't need me in their life, I feel I keep using that word need, so maybe it is need. I, I would literally do whatever I could to make sure they like me. How could I how could I buy their affection? How could I how could I make them appreciate me more? How could I make them appreciate me again like they used to? And this is stuff that I literally struggled with and still struggle with. And I'm constantly like, what can I do to to make them? And I learned I don't need to do, if I'm meant to, to, to be connected to them, we'll be connected. But I don't need to change my life and, and order my steps based on this person's affection or lack thereof towards me. Because it's not, it's not our job for everyone to like us. It's our job to, to make ourselves available to everyone and to be friendly to everyone. But if they don't like you, if they don't want to be your friend, if they don't take that step to get to know you or to embrace you the way you want to embrace them or the way you embrace them, it sounds very harsh, but their loss, you know, it's not a, like I said, I'm not saying that to, to, for, for ego boost for yourself or for myself, but I'm saying if they don't want that kind of a person, if they don't want that friendship or whatever the case may be, so be it. It's okay because it's not our job for everyone to like us. It's our job to, to be friendly to everyone and to love everyone and to make ourselves available to everyone and, and to just to be that open door to friends, to family, to strangers. But it's not our job to to control and to and to make sure that they accept us and to, because we can't, we can't there are so many people in the world someone somewhere is going to not like you. It could be because they just don't like the way you are, the way you act, the way you think, but it also it could be that they are very similar to you. And that's one thing you'll see. There's people that are very similar that get along very well and there's also people that are very similar that do not go together at all. And it's kind of a funny dynamic to see. But it could be that. It could be they don't like you because they, they want to be where you are. They want to have what you have. And that's a whole other subject, contentment. We're not even going to get into that right now. But just it's a matter of whatever those things are that you're struggling with, that you, that you have fears of, to give those things to God and to 
just like the rejection, embrace them because they're, they're part of life. And to learn that whatever it is in those moments, there's something to be gained from this. There's something to be learned from this because everything I've said it multiple times, I'm going to keep saying it. Everything we go through in life is according to God's plan. Why? Because God has our best interest at heart and he's always working things out for our good. Might not be the good that we think it is. It might be good. Think about the person that doesn't like you. It might be good in the sense, our sense is they should like us and I'm going to be their friend and I want them to like me because, well, just because. But God's good might be you don't see what that person's really dealing with and the type of effect they have on people. And I don't want them to contaminate your life or I don't want them to get into your mind or I don't want you to become dependent on them. So I'm not going to allow that relationship to happen. And it could be as simple as that. But it's just a matter of talking to God for yourself and saying, God, what is it in my life that I'm afraid of, that I have fears of, that are battles of my mind? Because I don't want those things to control where I am and who I am and what I do with my life. Because I want to be who you've called me to be, and I want to go where you've called me to go, and I want to do what you've called me to do. And if we have fears battling our mind and attacking our faith, then we can't do those things, and we can't be that person. Like I said, it's not a matter of being fearless. But it's a matter of fearing less <laughs> and about giving those things to God and saying, God, however you can in whatever way you can, however you want to, help me to lean on you, lean on your love, lean on your faith, and to not allow these fears, these battles of my mind to hinder and block and keep me from doing whatever it is you've called me to do. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in this week. I hope this has helped you in some way, shape, or form. I love and appreciate each and every one of you. Thank you all for the support I've received thus far. And I'm expecting many great things in Jesus' name to happen in your lives and in my life as we continue to go through life together. Because life is better together. And I'm not just saying that because it's a catchy phrase that everyone's using nowadays. But it's a genuine statement. Life is better together. And through this life, always, always, always... Remember, keep it real. (laughs) See you guys.